I'm Robin Williams with lots of variety in the Science Show this week, but we begin with Professor David Blair at the University of Western Australia and that monumental event. David. Here's a story that should be in every school textbook. How Australia tested Einstein in 1922. International science at its best, and perhaps the most important physics discovery ever made in Australia. Exactly a hundred years ago, Einstein told his son Hans, I have just completed the most splendid work of my life. This was his theory of gravity called general relativity. At the time, war was raging in Europe, millions were dying, and Einstein was splitting from his wife Milova. On gravity, Einstein's theory predicted that starlight passing near the sun would be deflected by space-time curvature. On peace, he predicted that an unjust peace would be the cause of future wars, and he called for a union of Europeans. Both documents were prophetic. To see starlight, you needed a total eclipse of the sun. In 1919, a total eclipse occurred over tropical South America and Africa. Eddington arranged two expeditions. One expedition was clouded out, but the second managed to record seven stars near the sun. But heat and humidity made the photographic emulsion creep. Eventually, after much correction and analysis, the Astronomer Royal announced that the measurements agreed with Einstein and not Newton. The New York Times announced stars all askew in the heavens, and Einstein was famous overnight. Many scientists were not convinced. Some stars had moved the wrong way, and any deflections were smaller than the star images themselves. There was much scepticism. The next good eclipse was to cross Australia on September the 21st, 1922. The maximum duration of totality was at Wallal, 300 kilometres south of Broome in Western Australia, but this site was rejected. A hopeless part of the coast that strikes into the great desert. There are no facilities for landing. The desert is inaccessible except for camels. There are no railways within a 100 miles and motor cars are out of the question. That came from the Royal Geographic Society. But Alexander Ross, Foundation Professor of Physics at the University of Western Australia, published a paper refuting this claim and campaigned for observatories to mount an expedition. He persuaded William Campbell from Lick Observatory in California, who commented, There seems only one way to achieve success. Know first what you want and then go after it. From then on, with Campbell driving, the project grew. Science populariser Edwin Slosson got word of the planned expedition and wrote this. If the astronomical observations bring home confirmation of the eclipse of 1919, we may have to get used to all sorts of weird ideas. Beside crooked beams of light in empty space, we may get to talking about the curvature of time, the weight of heat, kinks in space, atoms of energy, four dimensions, world lines and a finite universe. We may be called upon to conceive of arrows that shrink and bullets that get heavier the faster they travel and clocks that go slower the faster they travel. Well, that is very interesting to hear so many years ago that the ideas of general relativity were really clear in Slosson's mind. Prime Minister Billy Hughes took a personal interest. He delegated the Trans-Australian Railway to transport scientists 
and the Navy to provide a team of 10 officers to assist. Teams came from Toronto and India. Others came from New Zealand, Melbourne and Perth. Campbell sent 10 tonnes of telescopes, first to Tahiti to take reference photos and then on to Sydney. The scientists were fated across the country with government receptions at Melbourne, Adelaide and Kalgoorlie. Then, from Perth, they sailed to Broome, where they met the Indian team and bought cement and wood to make mounts and stands and packed everything into a two-masted schooner, the Gwendolyn. Eventually, 30 scientists, their wives, 10 naval officers and a film crew and a few amateur astronomers arrived at the desolate 80-mile beach with 35 tonnes of telescopes and materials. The nine-metre tides forced the Gwendolyn to moor four miles from the beach. It took days to unload through the surf using the ship's lifeboats, and to help them, there was a large group of Aboriginal people. They dragged all the gear two miles inland using a four-wheel cart and 23 donkeys in a long chain. They built a camp, canvas-walled huts, and a dark room. They propped up telescopes with huge towers. The Aboriginal people helped and took great interest. Aviation pioneers Kingsford Smith and Norman Brearley brought regular postal deliveries. After frantic construction, they began eclipse rehearsals. The final day came. The weather was perfect. Alexander Ross recorded, The landscape assumed in turn a yellowish tinge and then a greenish blue and then a purple colour and the shadows cast by the narrow crescent sun were sharp and harsh. Campbell's telescopes worked perfectly and a few plates developed on the spot showed excellent images. Three other expeditions, one to Christmas Island, one to Cordillo Downs in South Australia, one to Goondawindi near the Queensland border, all failed. The media were frantic, but Campbell was meticulous. He refused to be rushed and kept the world in suspense. Finally, in April 1923, the results were announced to Einstein and to the world. Einstein was vindicated. The results agree with Einstein's prediction within about 1%. This precision was not again repeated for more than 50 years. Einstein was right. Newton's theory of gravitation was refuted. Australia had made its mark on world science. But today, that mark seems to have been somewhat forgotten. That's why I think this is an important story to tell again today, a hundred years after Einstein's theory. Yes, a hundred years ago this month, since the word came of success, a magnificent experiment on the coast of Western Australia. That was winner of the PM's Prize for Science for his work on gravitational waves, Professor David Blair, who's now helping to teach Einstein and relativity in Australian primary schools. And there's a new book just out called Eclipse Chasers by Nick Lom and Tona Stevenson, published by CSIRO. Highly recommended. And the eclipse on the 20th passes over Exmouth on the western coast, the science show on RN.